Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Matthew Appleby and I'm the Horticulture Week editor and welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. Today I'm with author and award-winning columnist for Horticulture Week, the garden management consultant, Alan Sargent. He has added a final manual celebrating the running and well-being of professional gardening in the private sector to um, a collection of books he's been writing over the last few years. So today we're going to talk about that. But Alan, you've been um, with Horticulture Week um, for many years now. So um, are there any memories you want to share? Many years. That sounds like a long time. I think uh, I've been writing for the Horticulture Week on a regular basis for about 10 years, but um, I go to, with the Hort Week probably around 30 years, way back to the early 90s, when I used to meet up with the uh, with the uh, reporters, as I thought they were reporters, um, working with the magazine. I used to meet up for lunch and, and sit down by the riverside there, have a good bit of crack, and I would learn what's going on in the industry. And obviously, at the same time, they were picking my brains. I was heavily involved with barley, at the time that I founded the Association of Professional Landscapers, uh, quite involved with the SGD. So, yeah, between us, we used to um, set the world to rights. Brilliant. Now, hopefully we can um, start doing that again as lockdown eases. Um, now, after the um, the Head Gardener's Survival Manual, um, written in 2011, and the Landscaper's Survival Manual, 2012, comes the Garden Designer's Survival Manual in 2021 which is just published so can you tell us a bit more about that one yeah the uh, after i completed the the uh, landscape and survival manual which is a great title actually survival it's about survival surviving in the industry for a long time i put off writing uh, one for the for the um, garden designers because uh, professional garden designers don't really need somebody like myself to uh, to help them out but most of my work nowadays as a management consultant is, in fact, doing court work and court disputes work. And it's because 
certainly over the last two or three years, there's been a massive explosion in the number of uh, of cases that are going through the court that involve garden designers or garden designers get caught up because under the CDM, that's the Construction Design Management Regulations, which has been around for five years now, uh, and people are starting to become aware of the CDM regs, well, if as the, um, as the designer, you're the principal designer, until you hand over to the contractor, a landscaper or, or builder, uh, you retain responsibility. And so a lot of gardeners weren't, weren't getting out of that responsibility because it's, it's a progressive thing. So you start off as the principal designer, you then hand over to the principal contractor. But because you don't sign off formally, uh, designers are being caught up in any, any problems that happen further down the line. And the number of the number of cases involving um, court issues, shall we say, uh, with with um, with garden design and construction, has has exploded, and certainly since lockdown, and uh, which we're going to talk about a bit more later on. And so I wanted to set out something and write a book. Now it's no good just writing a book that's going to be that miserable that you talk about nothing but problems. So I thought, okay, let's have a book that says starting out as a garden designer. And then going through the roles and responsibilities of that job and sort of how to start out. Um, I don't know of any other books actually written for. There's loads of books on garden design. I don't know. I've never heard of any other book being written for garden designers and helping them, helping garden designers to start out in the world with marketing and selling themselves. And that's really what I've created. No. No, I've not heard of anything like that either. I know. And... I know, I know you're particularly strong on the technical side, and I just jotted down a few of um, the issues which I thought, you know, you might come across if you are trying to set up as a garden designer, as a creative person. But you have to think about things along the lines of intellectual property, HMRC, public liability insurance. And um, I know you cover all those in, in some depth. People understand these understand that there is the need, obviously, to, to, to pay tax and uh, and have insurance. It's not only public liability, it's also employer's liability. You should add an extra few pounds a year on for that because if you take somebody out to give you a hand to do a survey, even though you're not paying that person, maybe, maybe, you, you know, it might be your, your, your mum or dad coming out with you, you still need to cover them for insurance and um, and also professional indemnity insurance. I'll cover that in depth, but it's it's more than that. It's much more than that. It's VAT. It's things like the Consumers Credit Act and um, and and payments, terms and conditions, uh, and and so on. But there's so much more. It's it once you start going into depth on these, then it opens up so many cans of worms. Now, for example, there's one particular chapter on taking split payments from a customer. Well, that's a strange thing, but if you take split payments from a customer. Each time you take a payment, you are you are you need to sign off each one so that one doesn't become part of another. It's quite complicated, but it's all set out in the book. It sounds like an invaluable 160 pages. Now, during um, lockdown, um, as you referred to earlier on, um, there's been some changes in the sector. So, um, how have the uh, garden design sector coped during lockdown? I think garden designers sector, let's think, let's start off with the positive. The positive is there's been a huge explosion in the number of people interested in having their gardens made over, as I'm sure you know. And so designers are, are rushed off their feet. There's been a huge increase, maybe 100%, sorry, 180% increase in the number of inquiries coming through 
across the desk with designers. And it's not just a case of, of more work, but there's equally there's more responsibility because materials and sourcing of materials, certainly plants, are becoming much harder. So designers are really having to look at what they can get hold of before before they dare to um, to 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 make a recommendation. So it, it's, it's it's certainly concentrated minds because not only have a huge amount of extra work, you've got additional work on top of that with doing more research. Can you tell us a bit more about some of the uh, court cases you've um, been covering recently in a sort of general way? Yeah, why the uh, why I've written the uh, designer's survival manual, it's called survival manual for a good reason, is because uh, if I just take one case where a, a, a garden designer was being called in to do a, a design, just a basic outline design, and, um, and, and went away, went away. That was it, just brought in just to do the, the concept design. Landscaper came in, made a bit of a mess of it, and then the garden designer was called back in again to help out. Now, the garden designer should have actually started the game with a fresh contract. Because they didn't start again with a fresh contract, but came back for additional money, uh, then when the case actually went to court, the garden designer was then caught up in this, this great um, maelstrom uh, under a thing called joint and several. So instead of signing off, the designer should have signed off and walked away, come back and gave given a hand by all means, but come back under a separate contract and then signed off and walked away because they didn't follow that, that protocol. They wound up on a, uh, and they, they, were, they were hauled into the court along with the contractor. So try to avoid these sort of problems. This is what the book's about. Sounds like a real minefield. Um, now, I said earlier on that um, this was, book was the, the last in the Survival Manual series, but it's not, is it? There's another one coming out. Another one coming out on the 1st of May, which is called the Professional Gardener's Survival Manual. And I promise you that really will be the last one. Uh, this was um, requested by a number of, um, uh, of professional gardeners. Uh, there's a particular group called All Horts, and All Horts, a number of All Horts um, members asked me to do one because the, the head gardeners is for um, employed individuals. The Obviously, the landscapers is for landscape contractors and the garden designers is for designers. But there's this big world out there, which is the professional gardens who are looking after maintaining gardens who don't come under any of those categories. So yeah, that's the final one, and that that's quite um, again, that's quite something. There's a lot of a lot of information in there. Can you tell us a bit more about that then? What's what's in there? Oh well, again, it's starting out. It's setting out. Uh, you, you have to have a progression. Starting out, so you make sure again your insurances are in place. We're looking at things like VAT um, and and getting budgets. But there's more again protection. Both the books, both manuals have got full sets of terms and conditions and these are proper terms and conditions that uh, you know they're professional ones uh, but there's also things like uh, deposits booking fees mobilization payments uh, roles and responsibilities uh, and protecting your protecting your integrity as a as a, a designer and also as a uh, a contractor so there's a lot of protection stuff in there it's building in sustainable uh, design and build practice or sustainable a garden maintenance practice 
and a lot of specification, a lot of things on disclaimers, waivers and duty of care, uh, noise attenuation, new build gardens, soakaways, Japanese knotweed, children's play areas, all manner of things. Now, again, many professional gardeners have had seen their roles change during the pandemic. Uh, gardens have been closed. Visitor numbers um, in the last year have been down. Um, but gardens still need to be maintained. So from your experience, Alan, how, how have the professional garden sector um, coped during the last year again? It's it's difficult to try and generalise on that because if my, immediately my mind goes to... Uh, to the country estates, places like Goodwood, where you've had a lot of staff furloughed. So I think in the employed sector, there has been a lot of treading water, just making sure the grass is cut, just making sure the place is not too weedy, everything almost in limbo. Now that, I think, will kickstart again because, of course, uh, gardens departments in these employed sector, uh, like stately homes, they are a cost centre. Uh, but on the other hand, without the cost centre, unless the property is looking attractive, then the income stream will become affected because, of course, it won't be as attractive for wedding venues and so on. So that's one particular thing. On garden design, yeah, there's a tremendous uh, amount of additional work and additional money around, but there's also a, a lot of additional problems that, 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 are, that are being flagged up with uh, the way the world's going and, uh, and the litigious nature of the world. And as for landscape contractors, they are having a boom time, but same problems again with getting older materials. Cements in short supply, MOT, which is the uh, the base that goes under a lot of patios and paving. Most of the MOT being produced nowadays in the country is actually going on to HS2. Uh, most of the timber that's being produced around the world is going to China. So we're having to look at different materials, perhaps, Designers and contractors together have to look at different materials. And as far as I'm concerned, really hoping that you'll start looking toward the UK. Now, Alan, as well as your survival guidebook, you've been pretty busy in recent times. And you've actually got another book coming out too, haven't you? Hopefully in June, there's a, a poacher turn gamekeeper book, which is called Buying a Garden. And it's written for the general public. And uh, a very specific general public is for those members of the general public who are actually looking to buy a garden, have a garden landscape from scratch or have uh, a major garden makeover. And there are two main types, actually, of those particular uh, general public. There is the new build sites. And new build sites are a vastly different proposition to, uh, should we say, uh, an old, an old property. And um, so I'm highlighting all of the different um, uh, issues that come up there. It is very much going to be uh, about correct technique. I've got uh, nine or ten really good top designers working with me. They're going to be providing me with examples of their work and in different styles, explaining the different styles and, and how they work. Uh, I've got a lot of technical information going in there on decking, paving, artificial grass, uh, and also um, uh, there'll be a, a big emphasis on aftercare because a lot of problems that come up with the general public are where they don't understand how to look after their investment. And um, so, again, if we can 
we can take that sting out of that tail so they're actually being taught how to look after their properties how to look after their new garden all of this will be in this buying a garden book uh, i'm really excited about it because there's no i haven't got any end there's no limits of what i intend to put into it so because we self-publish um um we'll say we self-publish my son-in-law runs one of the biggest print companies in the south of england so it's great for me. I, I can get something turned around in, in, in a double quick time because, of course, I've almost got my own pet printer. But don't tell him I said that. <laughs> now, which uh, designers have you got on board? Right. I have got Bo Cook, uh, David Stevens, Paul Slater, uh, Catherine Crouch, Paul Baker. And I've now gone brain dead. But um, are they all, they're all going to give a hand. Uh, Carl Harrison's coming in from the decking. Um, Brad Stone are, are getting involved with them, providing me with um, uh, photographs and, and, and samples and technical information. So it's it's going to be it's going to be fully backed up, fully backed up with by professionals. A lot of technical detail, a lot of legal stuff, and um, again, it, it is hopefully going to make people realise. Uh, I wouldn't say to avoid the cowboys. I don't really want to sort of use that sort of phrase, but it's going to make people realise that they as the general public have got a huge responsibility to make a project a success. Cool. And you promised to bust a few myths. Um, what myths are there around this area? Many myths. Um, one of the main myths is actually on VAT. Uh, and um, VAT I, I will cover in depth because um, they're different grades. But because certainly on new build, people have got the idea that uh, a new build garden you can have you know you have the turf and the pavement everything or all that's all zero rated and so on because it's absolutely untrue and um, i will be looking at that in depth and also i said on things like uh, vat zero rating on various things like disability and um and, and health and safety and so on there's a lot of things there that are going to be uh, and the myths are going to be busted and try and get people away from trying to basically look for price reductions that really can't be. And one of the biggest um, problems we have as a, an industry are those people who insist on buying the, the products and uh, treating the landscapers and designers as being uh, labour only. Uh, that does not work and that cannot work. And I'm gonna, really going to bust that myth. Now, Alan, I promised that I'd let you uh, mention your website. What's it called? It's straightforward. It's just www.alansargent.co.uk. Brilliant. Now, all the information's on there about the books and everything else Alan does. Now, thank you very much for listening to the Hawk Week podcast with Alan Sargent. I'm Matthew Appleby, and I'm looking forward to meeting you again next time. Make sure you never miss a Hawk Week podcast subscribe to follow Horticulture Week podcasts via Apple iTunes, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Thanks very much and goodbye. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.